Welcome to our Wednesday night shir. Held every Wednesday night in memory of Aliza Shalamis. Shalom. Shabbos Matis Masai. Pashas Chazak. Hence tonight being of course Arab Shredish of Also as we know in three weeks and in Hagi Ashkenaz, the three weeks they have certain Avelas and the nine days another level of Avelas. Minik Sefard is only in the week of Shavuah Shechalbay and since there is no Shavuah Shechalbay this year they'll do what they decide. Shavuah. Correct. Shabbos is Tishnah, so therefore there's no Shavuah Shechalbay really. Not trying to do any Sephardic uh, any decisions, halachic decisions. It's not my forte. Pashas Matis and Matis. Matis, of course, you know, is referring to the staff of the Shvatim Rashi Hamatis. Masay referring to the Nasiyas, the journeys, the travels. We come to the most, to one of the more controversial issues that Moshe Rabbeinu faces. As he faces Shevet Ruvain, Shevet God. And they turn to him and they tell him that we have Miknerav, we have a lot, a lot of sheep. And here on this side of the Yardin, Mevel Yardin, there's a lot of pasture, there's a lot of places they can graze. Let us stay on this side. Moshe practically gets angry at them. But you can't say about a Moshe Rabbeinu, he gets angry. Moshe Rabbeinu actually is disappointed in them. And Moshe says to them, Are you chickening out? Are you saying that you don't want to go to battle? You're going to sit here, pasture, you're going to sit here with your sheep while your brethren are battling wars in Israel to conquer? Quite an awkward situation presented. How would or how could these two Shvatim actually say such a thing? But the immediate response is no, no, chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. We are here for the duration. We'll go in and we won't only wait till they conquer, we'll wait up till they divide as well. And at that point, we will return to our land. This is great, Mr. Nefesh, on their behalf, and ultimately... Moshe Rabbeinu not only rewards through Shevet Reuben and Shevet God, he also re- rewards the half of Shevet Menashe to dwell on the other side of the Yardin, to take property on the other side of the Yardin. Tzavas Bnei Yisrael Zeis Haaretz HaShatipel Lochem Benachla Eretz Kenan Ligvo Yisrael Chapter 34, verse 2, Pasuk Beis. Pasuk says that the Jews were commanded, this is the land, which will fall into your hands in your inheritance. 
the land of Canaan and its boundaries. Rashi says a very interesting commentary or twist. Rashi says the Fishahar be mitzvahs negis baritz. Many mitzvahs were done in Yisrael. They negis bechutz baritz, but they were not done out of the land. Hutzuch, therefore, it's needed lichtev mitzanig vulei chesel saviv. The boundaries of the around. Let me look at to tell you minagvulin halalu lefnim. From these boundaries within, the mitzvahs need to be kept. Rashi is, of course, explaining the simple explanation of the Pasuk. And immediately the, raises a flag, a question. How does Rashi know this? Where does Rashi take a statement that we needed? Rashi wants to tell us that there were mitzvahs here and mitzvahs there. What is the Hutzah They must, they came, they were forced to write the boundaries of the land. To know where the mitzvahs were kept and where the mitzvahs were not kept. In a simple Pasuk, Hutzah is in order to know this concept of when it comes to Kibush Atzmi, his own conquering. To know what's till where did one have to conquer? So what does that have to do with what's the clicktive here? Mm-hmm. And truthfully, if this was the case, that we're talking here about the inheritance and how the inheritance had to be divided up, then it should not have been spoken to Bene so. They should have been spoken to Yeshua. This whole concept, this whole story here should have been spoken to Yeshua. Yeshua. We know already that Moshe was told that Yeshua is taking the Yidin into the land. So the Pasuk should have been referring to Yeshua, Tzavis Yeshua. And maybe perhaps if his commandment was actually a command. It should have been to Kobane Israel. Not to Kobane, sorry, not to Kobane Israel, but rather to the Mani, to the leader. Another thing, if this is what this actual statement was all about, to let know the boundaries that they needed to conquer, the words should have been Zeis Nachalosim, Beres Kenan, the Gulisar. This is the inheritance of the boundaries of the land of Canaan. Nothing else. But the Pasuk adds the words, Asher tipel lehem tipel lehem lechem, it will fall into you. How does it fall into you? Only if I threw a Kaddish Baruch Only through the Eivishter, he sees to it that this falls into your lap, as we say. So it has nothing to do with your establishing the boundaries. This is something that God Himself gave. So therefore the boundaries, knowing of the boundaries, is all klapishmaya, it's all has to do with heaven. Therefore Rashi has to explain that Hutzich Lichtev Matzreinik Vulirchesalam Sabiv This has to do with the Yinam Dringer to Klapishmaya. It does have to do with heaven. Because many mitzvahs are kept in the land of Yisrael, and therefore we have to we understand that there's an obligation each and every Jew, tzavis ben to know where is their chiyuv, where is their obligation of mitzvahs. And now we understand also why this was commanded through Moshe. Because all the mitzvahs and all their facts and all their small parts of the mitzvahs 
even the ones that had to do with the Holy Land, where Moshe was not going into, were said, were relayed through Moshe Rabbeinu. And the same thing is also in Gea. Same thing is also when you get to the boundaries of Israel. Everything was given from Hashem through Moshe. The Parsha begins talking about Nedarim. When a person makes a nether, the obligation the person has to keep it. If a woman makes a nether, how the husband can nullify it. A daughter, a young child makes a nether, also the father can nullify it. Masha'in Cain, when an older child makes it, over Bar Mitzvah, then they would be obligated to their own nether. Can you put that on pause? Go to the cabinet over there in the next room. And there's batteries in the top drawer. I don't know if I'll make it through the shit with this one. Um, to the drawer, the drawer. Not the cabinet, the drawer. Hard to understand. Okay. Um, in case this is for those listening online it's possible this year will be tonight in two parts and that would be because the battery will die middle and I'll have to start the second part on the new battery thanks the person that makes a nether a vow When a person makes a vow, the person needs to be very careful. Although we have every year, before Rosh Hashanah, Svardim have Rav Kippah, Hataras Nidarim, it is something that a person needs to be very careful. Everything that comes out of your mouth, that goes through your lips, comes out of your lips, you must keep. However, Taylor starts and tells us, either these words that we're talking about, talk about the nyanim, the laws, the vows, are spoken first to Rashi Hamatis, to the heads of the tribes, which teaches us a very important, important lesson, of course, that each and every one of us need to first of all focus besides what we are saying ourselves focus on what we are being taught there are times where a person listens to something to a shir to a dvartera and there's a lesson a message in there the person doesn't like so there's several solutions to that when you discard the whole thing, you say, I'm not listening. Two is you discard the person that's saying it. You say, who is he to tell me? Or three, you don't listen. To begin with, you just don't listen because this person is talking. Or because I'm not interested in anyone giving me messages, no matter who the person is. Das Teda is something that a person needs to constantly live by. In business, in life, in family life, in issues between husband and wife, issues between parents and children, issues between business partners, one must always make reference and keep reference to Dastera.
the Torah opinion, this is our life. This gives us our sustenance. From this one lives, from the words of Torah. And therefore, if a person makes a nether, I promise, this is something that people need to understand. They need to go through Rashi Hamatis. They need to go first through the leaders of the nation. We need to think to ourselves, if I was to ask the leader his opinion about making such a vow, what would his opinion be? What would he say? What would he think? We'll come back to this bill another later, if we have time. Today, as we spoke many, many years, today is the happiest day of the year. Tonight being that most people have done in my already, and therefore it's Choftes Tammuz. Choftes Tammuz is the happiest day of the year. Because we know that it says Mishinichnas Adar Marvin Besimcha. Once Adar begins, a person needs to add in Simcha. It doesn't say Mishinichnas Adar Tia Besimcha. Doesn't say when Adar comes in, be happy, don't worry, be happy. It says add, enjoy. One needs to add, enjoy as soon as Adar begins. If I have a statement saying that when this date starts, I need to start doing something, I need another statement to tell me when to stop. Naturally. Otherwise it makes no sense. I have to start. Start doing this. I want you to start daily studying X and Y. No, I want you daily to start X and Y. When do I stop doing X and Y? Obviously not until I tell you to. So we see in Shulchan Aruch, it says, Mishinichlas of Mimayat Mitzimcha. Thank you. Baruch Atah, Dinevin, Mechem, Shachar, Mimayat. Of now, Chsidisha translation to the expression is Mishinichnas of, when of comes in, Mimaitin. We decrease all issues, we decrease all problems. How? Besimcha. With Simcha. Let us say we're not going to do the Chesidisha translation, we'll do the regular translation. That Av comes in, we start to decrease Simcha. Why are we telling this? Why are we being told this idea? Especially since the whole month of Av is not a problem. We come after Tishbev, Av is not a problem any longer. So we know they're ready there from the middle of Av, although the beginning of Av, it's Mayat Mesimcha, but the middle of Av, we already have, we break that. So we must say therefore, Mishinichnas of Mayat Mesimcha is a direct connection to the other Mishinichnas, which is Mishinichnas Adam Marm Mesimcha. So therefore I was told to be Marben Simcha every single day. From Rishchidosh Adar. I have to add joy every day. So if I've been adding joy every day from Rishchidosh Adar, Tultarei Adar, Nisan, Ir, Sivan, Tammuz, five months every day adding joy, and now at this point, tomorrow night, I'm told, Mishinichnas of Mait Simcha. But until that point, I wasn't told, stop. I was told, keep adding joy. So it's the happiest day of the year. The biggest day of Simcha.
One of the main laws, one of the biggest laws discussed in the Pasha, a law that is directly connected to the time of Mashiach as well. Peteira tells us that if a person accidentally kills another person, they need to be sent to a city, to a town, or to the towns known as Are Miklat. Miklat today is in Israel, when they say Miklat, it's a fallout shelter. It's a shelter, town of shelter. Person kills accidentally, and witnesses warned him not to do what he was doing because he might hurt somebody, kill somebody, and somebody dies. He needs to leave his life, needs to leave everything behind, and go to Ari Miklat. For how long? Officially, forever. It's a life sentence. The Rambam writes, Hilchas Yitzchak Shmiras Nefesh Perik Zayin Halachas. Hagayil and Yitzim in Miklat Eilad, the person that gone that exiled to the Miklat may never come out. I feel the Dvar Mitzvah even for a Dvar Mitzvah. Even for something that he has to do a mitzvah for, I feel the Even even if he has to save somebody else's life by going out, he may not leave. I feel the Kol Yisrael tzichim Even if the entire nation needs him for their savior, he may not go out ever. and if God forbid he did leave. He did misa. He's allowing himself to be killed. So says the Rambam. The Rambam Yad Chazaka. The Rambam Sefer Shalachas. Rambam only says Halachas. Doesn't give us stories. Doesn't give us medrashim. Yad Chazaka. This is a psak din halacha. Im yetsi, he did misa. Achreinim ask, Hatzolus nefoshes to save another Jew. We all know a person goes bekuach nefesh, and bekuach nefesh is deicha kol ha'teira kula. Bekuach nefesh pushes away everything in the teira. So why is the mitzvah of going to a miklot? Not push off, not pushed off, bekuach nefesh. The tailor is telling this person that killed accidentally. Not only did you save safe place, your safe haven is not a miklot, but the tailor is telling us that you have a mitzvah to go there. And therefore, when the Rambam says you may not leave there, you're going against the mitzvah of being there, of being sent there. Why is Pukach Nefesh all of a sudden not deicha, does not push off this particular mitzvah? Perhaps, perhaps we can explain the concept of Im Yotza, Hitiratzmi the Misa. There he goes out, he may, he's um, allowing himself to be killed, to be put to death. It's not only now giving permission for the Goyal Adam, for the relative of the person that was killed, to come after you and to kill you. It's the mere fact he goes out from his gather of Ritzeach. He's no longer the Reitzach that killed by accident. He's allowing himself, he's putting a target on his back. In the Mishnah,
you're keeping score at home. This comes from Makis Perik Bey's Mishnah Zayin. In the very Mishnah we learn from the Pasuk Vinas Shama. He has to run there. Shamtia Derasin. There he's going to be his dwelling place. Shamtia Misasai. And there will be his death. There he will die. Shamtia Kvurasai. Not only that, he gets buried there as well. Ah, you have a sense of humor. The Gedda the Ritzach, B'Shegig, on his own, is a Gedda of Gavra Ketila. He's a dead person. Only there in the Miklat does he have a concept of Dira. He's given a new leaf on life. But otherwise, the person is considered like a dead man. And therefore it says, He runs to one of these cities, and there he can live. He can only exist, and live. His whole existence will only be when he's there in the Aramiklat. Otherwise, he's a dead person. He can marry there. I don't know if he can bring his family there. He has to marry somebody else. I don't know exactly where it's. Don't remember. Therefore, if he goes out, he's hit the Ratzmer the Misa. Not only the Gail Adam has permission to kill him, but he goes out of the concept of life. He gives up his whole life. Giving up his whole life, he therefore becomes a Gavrik Tila again. Therefore, a person cannot go out even to save somebody else. Very simple. Because of Din Tera, the take it. Immediately when he goes out from the Ermiklot, he's already considered a dead person, a Gavrektila. And therefore, he doesn't have any Chilf. He has no obligation for mitzvahs. That person doesn't have any obligation. So therefore he has nothing to save him, anyone else. He has no reason to leave. He has all the mitzvahs there. They have shuls there. They have everything there. No, he's not obligated to mitzvahs that make him leave there. What does it say though? It does say that there is a way to get out. And that is if the Kohen Gadol passes away. If the Kohen Gadol passes away, it says in the Parsha, Makinevish Mishkoga, goes to Arimiklot until the Kohen Gadol passes away. Wow. You know who is the most frequent visitor to the Arimiklot? <laughs> the mother of the Kohen Gadol. She would come and bring treats and bring sweets and bring everything there is to keep the people happy there. Because otherwise they're going to pray that her son dies. From this we learn a tremendous lesson. And it's very apropos. Today's chitas actually, for those who are saying chitas daily, as we should, because these these things, these, these limudim ashavu l'chol nefesh that's on Pinchas too in today's chitas it is, but from last week in today's chitas it tells us the only date the only yard site ever mentioned in the Teda is mentioned in today's chitas Arna Kayin passed away on Rish Chedish Menachem Ov this week this, this Friday is Rish Chedish Ov and in this week's parsha, we talk about the Ari Miklot, the King Godel passing away. What was the King Godel? We're going to make reference to it later in the Hilchas Beis Abchira. We never. Actually, we'll make it mention now. The Rambam is down the halacha. We'll make mention of the Rambam. We'll talk later about Mishnayos and. The Navi will another.
There's one place holier, greater than Kedush Hakadoshim in the Beis Hamikdash. <laughs> Anyone listening to this is Rabbi. You're coming up with a real humdinger. The only place holier than the actual Kedush Hakadoshim, the ground, the hallowed grounds of the Holy of Holies, was the airspace. In America, you could sell airspace. I saw today on WhatsApp, Baruch Hashem, the brilliant way of circulating mitzvahs and Teda Naveda. Someone was selling a bag of Williamsburg air. I guess it means air from Williamsburg. I'm not sure which Williamsburg it's referring to. Um, the airspace above Kedesh Akadashim is brought down is holier than the actual Kedesh Akadashim itself. The Kedush HaKadoshim, the airspace, what's the Raya, he says? Because the Kedush HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies, is visited by the Kohen Gadol once a year, every year. Masha'in Kain, the airspace above the Kedush HaKadoshim, is not mentioned every, is not visited every year, is not entered into every year, it's entered into usually once every three years and only then for from usually in a box if the person is capable of doing the work so the person should not see anything around him or know anything that's going on around him but the actual airspace is only visited once every three years allowed allotted Unlike the Kedish Kedashim itself, that was once every year. That is Aloha. The King Godel, who is the highest level of any Jew, he went into the Holy of Holies, and only he was allowed into the Holy of Holies. No, it's not fair. Why are you doing that? Why are you putting her on the thing? She doesn't want to be on. And therefore, Makin Nefesh Bishgaga, a person who kills somebody by accident, is the lowest of low. How come? If someone kills somebody on purpose, he's put to death. But a person that's remaining alive in this world, is not lower, there's nobody lower than the person that kills somebody by accident. Because therefore, the only punishment is exile. Like it says in the Chinuch. That the Golos is compared practically to Misa. Therefore, the Pasuk teaches us that these two extremes, B'nai Yisrael, are therefore dependent one on the other. Until the Pasuk says, the Kaparas, Makinefesh, the person that kills by accident, what is his Kapara? When is he forgiven? When the King Gadol passes away. Because this is the union of the King Gadol, and especially is personified by Arna Kayin. Who was Ayav Yisrael? He was Ayav Sabrius. This is what the Mishnah Pekiyavus, Perik Aleph, Mishnah Yudbeis tells us. And the Alter Rebbe explains in Tanya that he would go on a chekim mitelas Hashem b'avidasein shalachenikrayim b'shem Bries b'alma. There was nobody that was too low. There was nobody too coarse 
before Aaron Akayin, he loved and adored each and every Jew equally. The story of the Bashem HaKadosh, where he contacted one of his Talmidim, and he told him on Thursday morning, tomorrow morning, Wednesday night, it was actually after the year, after the Wednesday night year, he told him that tomorrow morning we're going to leave to Leipzig. Leipzig was a town in Germany, marketplaces, whatever. Tomorrow we're going to Leipzig. And the Chassid was extremely, extremely happy, of course. First of all, he's accompanying the Balshemtiv. And secondly, his parents lived in Leipzig, in the Jewish quarters. And therefore, he was extremely ecstatic to be able to go see his parents also. But when they boarded the wagon in the morning, the Balshemtiv told him <coughs> it's only a 15 hour drive. But don't depend on seeing your parents. Needless to say, the Yichasid was bewildered about that. They began to travel. And the custom was, of course, the Bashem to tell Alexei, the bus to the uh, wagon driver, as soon as we leave the city limits, put down the reins and gauge Lofum. And that's what he would do. He would leave the reins, he'd go to sleep, and the horses would run. And they ran, they did, and they did, and they ran, and they ran. And it was quite an experience, it was running quite late. It was running very late. It was running towards sunset. Chassid was shocked, because they should have been there a long time. And there was no recognition of the actual road to Leipzig here. Turned this way, turned that way, and they didn't know where he was going Finally, they arrived deep in a forest by a house. The Bashemtiv told the Talmud, wait here. The Bashemtiv went in. He was greeted by a, the woman, opened the door immediately as soon as the wagon pulled out, pulled up. Her old husband behind her. They greeted the Bashemtiv gracefully. He went inside. He was there for about 15 minutes. came back out. Told Alexei Far, And as soon as you don't see the cottage anymore, leave go of the reins, he goes back to sleep. Now the Talmud is really getting a little bewildered what's going on over here, where are we going? We thought, for sure, it's by a hut in the middle of the forest, that's where they're going to spend Shabbos at least. Because it's late at night already, Thursday, and when are they going to get to Shabbos? The Vaila, Fardweiter, and all of a sudden the wagon stops again in the middle of a forest thicket. It's now already morning. It's morning already, the day is ready, day dawned. And Bashanta didn't usually travel after Chatzais. It's getting confusing. What is happening here? Shemta says to the Talmud, come with me. He goes in and he starts to walk in the forest where the horses could not go, the wagon could not move anymore there. And they get to a point, they're pushing things apart. He says, do you hear water? The Talmud stops and listens. He hears water, rushing water. He says, good. Push apart the brush. There was a river. Shemta was holding his cup ready. Hashanta took the cup and dipped it into the river and out loud with all the keiches, with all the possible kavanas he made the bracha he drank his cup of water and made a berin of with the same fervor no the Talmud is a little more, ba- more than baffled at this point they get back on the wagon and before he knows it they're in Leipzig Not much time to spare for Shabbos, actually. And the Hashem is directing where to go. But this Chassid who lived in Leipzig, grew up in Leipzig, 
saw that the Boshendah was going in the wrong direction. He was not going into the Jewish quarters, but rather to the quarters of the college, universities. And the university students were not very friendly to Jews. <coughs> Didn't change much, huh? Today's university students ain't much friendlier. He was in a dilemma. But Rebbe, he says, Shah. They pull up in front of a shoemaker. Shem says, Come, let's go. They disembark and they knock on the door. And this guy looks through the hole and he sees two Yidden standing there. He quickly starts unbolting the door, unlocking the doors, and quickly pulls them inside and locks the doors again. And all the latches and everything. He says, What are you doing here? Don't you know how dangerous it is to be over here? How, how hostile these people are to Jews? It's a miracle you weren't killed out there. Hashem said at the time, Why are you making noise? I want to for the Amit. Because it's custom to for the Amit. The shoemaker had seven sons. Seven sons were all gathered there. And the shoemaker was eight, and the Balshanta with his Talmud were ten. The minion was already here, it's assembled. The Balshanta went over to the Omen and started davening Mincha. The shoemaker forgot what world he was in. He had never heard such beautiful davening, such kavonis, such chayas. He forgot totally where he was. He forgot totally how the people outside who might be listening to this and how dangerous that might be for him. He was only entrenched. He was only entr- in, in a trance, actually, over this beautiful, beautiful davening. Mincha finished, and the music started outside. There were bottles crashing against the door. People were banging and zetzing. Shoemaker was petrified. There was an angry mob outside ready to do a lynch. Rebbe, what did you do? Look what you brought us here. Vashem to unlock the doors, stepped outside. And this angry mob is screaming and yelling and they're ready to kill him. And they're throwing things when nothing's hitting him. And finally this man comes after him with a bottle and the Vashemtov stands there, looks at him, and the guy freezes, he's paralyzed. Starts to scream in pain. And another guy comes after with a stick, and the same happens to him. And they're screaming and screaming in pain until they fall to the ground unconscious. At which point everybody picks them up and walks off. They pack their bags very quickly. Vashemtov turns around. He goes back inside. He leaves the door open behind him this time. And he goes over and starts Kabbalah Shabbos. He starts the tefillah of Kabbalah Shabbos. Suddenly, a tall figure with a hood over his head enters the house. goes into the corner and is watching with rapture the Baal Shem HaKadosh davening. And he's watching this davening and watching and watching and watching. And then they finish davening and the Baal Shem sits down to the Suda and there's the Divrei and there's Negunim. And as they finish the meal this man picks himself up and leaves. Before he leaves, though, he goes to the shoemaker, what time is Shachis? And he told him what time they're going to dive in the morning. And once again, before Shachis, this man appears and again repeats the same thing, stands in the corner, watching the Bashem, etc. Right after Shabbos, the Bashem says, he embarks and he's off home. A few short hours later, they're back in Mezhbush. 
Talmud says, pray, Rebbe, tell me, what was that, please? Who was the person in the forest? Why the bracha shahakal in the middle of the forest? And what happened in that town? And Bashantav explained, the person in the forest was one of the Lamedvav Tzadikim, of which the world exists. He is the only one, he's the first one that will know when Mashiach has come. And we discussed that at length. Not at length, 15 minutes. The water I made a bracha on was a brook of water that was about to dry up. And this is the only brook in the world that nobody ever made a bracha on its water. And so before it dries up, I wanted to make sure that it was not created for naught, for nothing, I made a bracha on it. As far as the guy that came into davening and to watch the eating and the davening, one day you'll find out. It was many years later, after this Talmud, the Hashem, this Talmud was walking, and a chassid came over to him and said to him, didn't you accompany the Baal Shem HaKadosh 20 plus years ago in Leipzig? And he said, yes. So do you remember the guy standing in the corner? He says, yes. He says, that was me. He says, I heard about what happened after Mincha. I heard about the miraculous behavior of the Baal Shem HaKadosh. I came to see for myself. I came to witness this. Only the Bashemtav knew that he could draw me in. I was a professor in the university. I was one of the worst anti-Semites. I spewed ha- anger and hate to the Jews all the time. But the Bashemtav knew I had a neshama. A few days after the Bashemtav left, I disappeared from the town. I disappeared from the university. <laughs> I went off to travel. And I found a place where I could be Megayer. I converted, and today I'm a Chassid. All thanks to the Bashem HaKadosh. And that is it. So we see the Rosh Hamatis are very, very important. That we see to answer. We see to ask, we see to always refer and concur with Das Teda. As we said before this week, there's a Shredish Menachemov. Shredish Menachemov begins new restrictions, different than those only from the three weeks until now. We don't eat meat from Meshchidosh onwards. Except for Shabbos, of course. We also do not drink wine. Next Shabbos, of course, will be Tishbav as well. And we will be eating. But next week we will discuss the different laws of Shabbos Tishbav. Um, if a person has special garments or hats or things that they wear on, Tishab, on Shabbos they may change for Shabbos um, all this starts the from starts from the Shkia sunset which means till tomorrow, approximately 8.15, 8.18, you can eat meat, and thereafter you have to stop until Shabbos, and then Mat Shabbos can no longer eat until the following Shabbos. Shavur Shechal it's called the week starts from after Shabbos, Chazayim, until after Tisha B'Av. There's no difference which day 
Tishbev starts. If it's Tishbev is on Sunday, then the dinim are only from that one the day of Tishbev itself. If Tishbev comes off on Shabbos and is pushed off to your Sunday, there's a machlekes if there is the entire week before the din shavuos chalbei. Halacha there are those that are mekel. It's not considered shavuos chalbei. But the truth is, the Maisa, the Ikah Chilik is only by Sfardim. Ashkenazim hold the entire nine days from Rishkadish Ov. It doesn't matter if it's Shalbay or not. We have to be Mait Besimcha, as we said. Mait Besimcha is from the Mailid of Rishkadish Ov. There are those who say even on Shabbos you have to be machmed to do so. We don't feel that way. Many Chabad every day there's a siyim in the nine days, although we don't eat meat. There's a siyim. Um, we don't wear clean clothes. Sure. Washed, fresh clothing cannot be worn on the nine days. And therefore, it is customary that on Erev Rishchidosh, which is tomorrow, or you can do tonight as well. You wear whatever garments you're going to wear for the course of the week for approximately a half hour. Shirts. You can pile shirts on top of each other. Wear five shirts at once. Um, underwear doesn't include. I'm talking about shirts, pants, outer garments. Um, as far as showers are concerned everyone should talk to their individual rabbi according to custom one does not shower during the nine days either but each person should talk to their individual rabbi since today's day and age is not the same as it was in the time of Shulchan Aruch he is that the people are not the same caliber and even more importantly the heat is very very unbearable sometimes and therefore if a person goes to the mikveh every year of Shabbos, they should go to Shabbos. If a person hasn't been to the mikveh every day, every day, they should continue going every day. Um, there are those who have a custom for children to make Kiddush or to take in Shabbos early tomorrow on Friday. So they may, the children can eat fleshics. We don't buy new things on, sh- on the nine days. If it's on sale. If it's on sale, but something you cannot get any other time, um, you can, of course, concur with the rabbi first. But you have to see how that could work out for you. Obviously, if it's a sale that you won't be able to get any other time, you'd be allowed to. You may buy glasses this week. Oh. Especially if it's a health issue. However, expensive sunglasses, you're not allowed to buy. Especially because the person only wears it because they enjoy wearing those glasses. Cosmetic reasons. Cosmetic is cosmetic. We said any glasses for cosmetic, you're allowed to do. Okay, let's turn quickly to the base of the There are many other options to discuss. Get around to it, unfortunately. We discussed the Ramam already. Um, don't know if there'll be time for it next week. That's today already in our daily shear since the uh, beginning of the three weeks. We finished today Mesechtes Midas, Mishnayas, we made it see him. They discussed the last Lishkas, the rooms on the sides. Shlishkas. Yeah, Shlishkas, he's back and shakes again. There was a room called Lishkas Hagazis. 
And the mission says, Shamhaisa Sanhedrin Gedele Shayitzal Yeshevis. There was the Sanhedrin Gedele of the Yidin. That's where they sat. And they mishpit the Kahuna. They ruled over the Kahuna. They gave, they passed laws on the Kahanim. A Kayan that was found, the Psul, that was not proper. He had a problem with his Kahuna, which was obviously something that could be done. Either he was a cholol, or he didn't have the right credentials. He would put on a, he would don a black garment, and he would leave. If there's no psal, he would wear white, and he'd dress himself in white. He'd go in and he'd do the aveda with his brothers Akanim. And a yomtiv was made that shleinimtzu psal bezari shalar nakein. It should never be a psul found in the children of Arnakayan. And they would say, Vekacha Yoemrim, Barachamokim Barachu, Shleinim Tsipsul Bazari Shalarnakayan, Shalarn, that no psul, no impurity, no, no flaw was found in the children of Arn, or Barachu Shabakar Baran Abanov, and blessed is he. Who chose Adam and his children, Lamed the Shalit and Hashem based Kedish Kedoshim, to serve before Hashem in Kedish Kedoshim. With this, we finish off the Sechtis Midas. Cheskel Anavi is going to have his own battles over here, his own issues that he goes up and down as he's in the, in the measurements that he's facing. And we learn that as he comes, the Malach takes him from one room to the other. He gets to a point where he brings him to the Kedush Kedashim. Each place that he brought him, he showed him he showed him the place, he showed him the Kalim. <coughs> when he brought him to the Kedish Kedashim, obviously he did not let him go inside. The Holy of Holies, he made him stand outside, and he called out to him the measurements that were going on, so that he should know how much each thing was and how much where each thing stood and interestingly okay, that was the laws that came to the Kedish I want to confirm back to any that we mentioned that I'm ready maybe it's not that I'm looking for I'm referring to Yechazkel, I guess. Yeah. No. Yes. In Perik Memalov, Pasuk Chavbez, Pasuk starts Hamizbeach, Eitz Sholish Amiz Gevea. Hamizbeach was Eitz Sholish Amiz Gevea. How would it be possible the Mizbeach was eight was made out of stone? Therefore, it confers here that it's referring to the Shulchan, actually. And he finishes off, actually, the reason he compares Mizbeach to the Shulchan, Ma Mizbeach Mechaper, Av Shulchan Shalodim Mechaper, just like the Mizbeach forgives, brings for Kapara to Jews, so too the Shulchan of a person does and he taka finishes that very passing with double light. Hashem, which is the passing that we say when we wash Mayim Achreinim, because to tell us how this table actually does give kapara for each and every one of us, and they should help that we should have kapara, and that this week the yardside of Arnakein, which the yardside raises a person higher and higher, and the person has the kayach, to be a for each and every one of us, 
as the Eir of Shalom, the Raid of Shalom, and he should bring Shalom and Asatu Shalom Boretz, he should give two Shalom to each and every one of us, and the, two, the Shalom Amiti of the Binyan Beis Hamidash, that when we come to Chazain, we shouldn't have to imagine seeing the Beis Hamidash, but we see the Beis Hamidash itself from this Shabbos already onwards. Shabbat Shalom to all.